Welcome back to Loving Goliath, a show where we discuss how to love the monster within. I'm Willow Smith, and I'm here with my dad and co-host coming to you live from Mexico, trainer Ben Smith. Hola, como estas? Ça va bien, merci. <laughs> what the? I forgot, what the? you put me on the spot and I forgot my Spanish. <laughs> you speak Spanish way better than that. Esta bien. Gracias. <laughs> you could just say muy bien, gracias. Muy bien, gracias. <laughs> not that I'm not that I'm some Spanish whiz or anything, but uh, you're a lot better at it than I am. That's for that's for dang sure. How? Yeah, how but you know the funny. Good, good. But the funny thing is, if you practice for like a month, you'd be better than me. And I've been practicing a little bit on and off for years. Right? I don't pick up languages. <laughs> Mm, it's hard though languages are difficult how well it's hard you? if you're not here if you're not immersed in that but anyways mm. how am i i'm uh i'm fabulous i'm in mexico yeah so so trainer ben is uh he's on vacation kind of i know you're still working while you're there but it's you know you're in mexico you're having a nice time and let's working. be honest i'm always kind of on vacation right it's true you're, <laughs> you're always having a nice time exactly Perfect. Wow. Remember when we started the podcast? You're like, hey, Dad, where are you doing? Oh, I'm taking on the beach. <laughs> yeah, well, because you weren't working at that time. So every time I talked to you, you'd be like, oh, well, you know, I took like a four hour nap and then I went and sat on the beach and slept again. And then, you know, I had awesome. breakfast and it made me tired. So I slept again. <laughs> All right. The life, the life of Trader Bad. Eh? It's difficult. pretty awesome. It's a hard one. <laughs> a hard knock life for Ben. Clearly, it's only you know <laughs> negative fifty here, freezing, freezing my tuchus off. But you know, whatever. Is it really freezing there? It's not too bad actually. It was semi sunny today, but we had uh, power outages the last couple of days because it's been so windy. But it's okay. That's yeah, funny because it's been a really rainy day here. <laughs> mm, really, it, but it's still yeah. fairly warm, isn't it? Like even. Oh yeah, it's still warm, you know, but. Uh, it's nice. But it's been really, like, we've had a nice the last few days. I mean, this is day four for us, right? Mm. But it's been nice up until today. And, and, and I like the rainy days for sure. The cold, yeah, the tropical the storms are nice. I like them. Yeah, yeah, but it, but it is definitely rainy. Mm. Well, nice day to be inside and make a podcast. Look, are you ready for your would you rather question? Absolutely. I was born ready. Okay. So your question for today is, would you rather spend the rest of your life living on a boat or living in an RV? Boat, 100%. (laughs) You know why? This is how I I always answer right away. Yes, instantly. For what reason? I don't know. I like the ocean. I like the freedom. I don't think I could. Like, are you allowed to step out? Like, live it? Like, okay. That's your home. So you can that, you can go other places, but you live there forever. So I can still have a car and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And, and same thing with the boat. I could dock in, go into town anytime I want, right? Yeah. 
you're not confined to these things, but that is your home. You will never live in a stationary house yeah. again. Are they luxury boats and, and trailer homes, or are they pretty? Yeah, I'd say that they're nice. No, no, I, I think I'd have to choose a boat. Yeah, still. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure why, but I mean, if I have the freedom to go on land and everything, I think it'd be kind of cool. It's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? I would not choose a boat because, and I've known people who've lived on boats. They get very, very cold because you're under sea level. So you need a lot of heaters and those types of things to keep you warm in the winter because they're so cold. And you're also always at the mercy of the elements. Whereas in an RV, you, you know, you're basically in a moving house. Whereas on a boat, if there's big storms, you're going to feel it. If there's, you know, if the waters are tumultuous, you're at risk of capsizing or whatever. Um, yeah, I feel like it's just a lot more. There's a lot more work that goes into living on a sailboat, whereas with an RV, it's, you know, it's like being in a in a moving house and you can go wherever you want. You can you're never putting your seat back to take a nap in the front seat. If you're tired, you can just walk into the back into your <laughs> into your bedroom and go to bed. Um, yeah, I think I'd pick RV. Well, it's interesting the the our choices because it almost leads into what our topic is going to be today. Mm-hmm. And what is our topic is, today? Um, what do we we're going to talk about? Um, why do so many? Why are so many people um, taught to live a fear based life? Mm-hmm. That's Which exactly is kind of what you're talking about. I mean, you're you're saying, well, what if what if a storm comes up, and what if you know? The weather's bad, or whatever. I'd rather be safe on land in a in my place and not have to. Work. You know, that's kind of basically what you're saying, right? I guess. Kind of. Kind <laughs> we'll, of. We will. We will allow it for the segue. For that <laughs> we'll reason only. It. I mean, the <laughs> most important thing for me is that it would be cold. I just don't want to be cold. <laughs> I'm not afraid of the cold, but I, yeah. I but we just said cold. we just said a luxury, like a fairly. I mean, I don't think in a, in, a, in a nice big boat that would be a big issue. I, and I, I don't know. I don't know that it is. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know I've either. never, yeah. But let's, uh, so on, on that subject, speaking of living your life in fear, uh, our topic <laughs> today is uh, why people are trained to live a fear-based life. What do you think about that? Um, well, I, I think it's passed down from, from, uh, a long, long history where it made sense. Mm. But I just don't think it makes sense anymore. I think yeah. I think it's just so I think it's just so ingrained in the way that people, you know, people have been raised yeah. to think up until the last, let's say, generation or so. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe my generation, certainly your generation, absolutely the the coming generation. It's like it doesn't make any sense. Right. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, they um I think I've talked about this before, but the the behavioral and habitual exercises and research studies that they've done on monkeys, they they did one um, I don't remember the exact parameters of the experiment, but I do remember that an early generation of monkeys when they performed an action I think it was reaching for some kind of food. 
they would get they would get a zap from the fence around it. And so this group of monkeys knew that when you reached for peanuts, we'll say when you reached for the peanuts, you'd get a shock. If you ate the other food, you were fine. So they would never touch the peanuts. And then all the generations after, even after they removed the fence, none of them would touch the peanuts because all the earlier generations knew that if you touched them, you would get a shock. So even when the threat was removed and there was nothing there, you could reach in and grab all the peanuts you wanted, the monkeys still wouldn't touch them because they learned that generational fear of the peanuts. So it's interesting, like, it's interesting that there are so many studies on generational fear and learned fear and we still are such slaves to it in so many ways, you know? I know it, it doesn't have to be that way, but yeah, so many people, it's like, and, and I, I listen, I listen to what people say, right? And it's, it's so rampant in people's vocabulary and mm. their consciousness. It's fear, fear, fear. Oh, it, you know, if I, if I don't do this, I'm not going to have the money, which will then people will think down on me or whatever. And if I do this, I'm I'm going to, if I eat this, oh no, it's going to make me fat. Or, oh, if I, if I do this, so, like, it's just like, it's constant, right? If I buy, if I wear this clothes, what will other people think of me? I really like these shoes, but it goes against trend right now. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's so crazy. Like, what a fear-based society we live in. And again, it's it, it's not just the fear of like, you know, falling out, out of the building or getting attacked by a shark or whatever. It's, it's fear like of, of all these judgments and and the consequences of making your own choices and this and that. When really, for most of us in the developed world, um, well, I mean, I guess the whole world's developed to some extent, but but most of us in North, North America, it's it's... It's a fairly, uh, I mean, obviously there's drug addicts and there's people with mental, mental health, mental health issues and things like that, which definitely are going to throw a monkey wrench in, in all of this. But for, for people who are not, uh, can't, wouldn't be classified within those kind of parameters, I think it's, 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 it's super interesting to say the least. I love the multiple words that you tried before you landed on interesting. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's stupid. It, it's interesting. <laughs> try I know. I will try. I try to be respectful, right? But but it is it is crazy, right? Because really, mm -hmm. I mean, for again, for most of us in North America that are are just relatively mentally healthy and physically healthy and stuff like that, what's the worst that could happen, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we talk about that a lot, how there's no mistake you can't come back from, you know, and I think even some, you know, you can go to jail and come back from it, like drugs mm -hmm. and alcohol and addiction and, you know, all these things, you're, it is not fun, it's not comfortable, but there is still life after mistakes and, and getting to the point where making mistakes isn't demonized, mm -hmm. I think is what what liberates us from fear is the ability to make mistakes and then go, okay, well, oopsies. Well, what I learned, right. Mm. But, but, I, but I think more to the point of the, the question, at least the, the, that I would like to um, ask is, is why are we still teaching our kids that, you know, Oh, if you don't get good grades, you're gonna, you know, don't go out and do what you want to do, do what mm. you have to do. Don't, don't follow your passion, follow the, the path set before you. 
don't mm-hmm. don't don't do what you're inspired to do. Do what your teachers tell you to do. That makes no sense in this day and age. Right. To me, it doesn't. Right? Yeah. Like, what we should be teaching our kids is, hey, what what do you want to do? What do you feel passionate about? What make, what lights your fire? And then just say, yeah, well, let's go for it then. Mm-hmm. And if it, well, if it stops, then okay. Well, now what? Well, now what? Well, now yeah. what? Just live your life that way, right? Like, what, what, what would be wrong with that? Mm-hmm. How could anything really go wrong? Like, like, let's, let's, let's picture this for a second. A little baby is born, and they show an interest, and and let's use me for example. <laughs> when I was a little kid, I was so fascinated by lawnmowers. That was my thing. That's how I, I think I told you before. I kind of taught myself to walk. But let's, let's say my parents using a lawnmower right mm-hmm. um but um like a little toy one but um let's say that my parents were like oh you know a little band that's awesome which they kind of were that's awesome you know pursue your passion and they kept just feeding that and feeding that and feeding that and and then my next passion they kept feeding and then my next passion they kept feeding which which wasn't really necessarily the case right but what what if we did that like so I'd cut lawns for a while, and then maybe I'd be, you know, oh, well, now I'm into, you know, painting. Okay, well, let's, uh, like, what is it you want to paint, you know? And then, oh, well, now I'm into whatever. And wouldn't that be a great way to live? And wouldn't that be a great way to teach your, your kids, like, you know what? If you're interested in something and you feel passionate, just do it. I always think about, you, uh, you mentioned, I don't remember how many podcasts ago, but you mentioned as a kid, you wanted to be Spider-Man. And I, I think often about how sad it makes me that you couldn't be Spider-Man. And I mean, at the time, and this is, this is going off track a little bit, but it's still to the point because there have been huge conversations about Spider-Man over the last few years because they had the first black Spider-Man and, um, that was a huge conversation. One of my favorite comedians, Donald Glover, everyone was saying, oh, he should be Spider-Man. He should be Spider-Man. And the big conversation was, no, he can't because he's black. And so it's it's interesting that you had wanted to be Spider-Man so bad. And I remember you brushed it off in conversation, but I was like, kids today who want to be Spider-Man, you can be in a Spider-Man movie. You can be Spider-Man at a theme park. You can be Spider-Man at kids' parties. You could work for the Make-A-Wish Foundation and be Spider-Man. You like you could be a cosplayer and like literally anything that you want to do. Like you said, if you if it was fed in you to just do what you wanted to do, like you could be Spider-Man. It's like we laugh, like, oh, you wanted to be Spider-Man, but you could be, you know, you could cut lawns for a living. You could do like whatever you wanted. And it's not stupid to want those things. It's we're told that it's stupid because it's not feasible but yes it is (laughs) you know it's absolutely feasible in the world we live in now everything is feasible everything is feasible like yeah you know like it's it's crazy you know i I mean when i when i was you know a teenager and early 20s i was really into bodybuilding right but nobody made money from bodybuilding nobody made money from you know that kind of stuff now people make tons of money just sitting at home on doing like workout videos and like millions of like they're making tons of money, like not as much as maybe, you know, high level football players, or whatever, or some of the other, but they're making great money that I never would have imagined back in the day. And so it's like everything's possible, right? You know, so it's just a matter of like 
well, if you want to do something, just trust yourself, I guess, or, or, or not even that, but as parents, why are we not just encouraging our kids to like, hey, if you got a passion, let's just go with it, see where it leads. Yeah, no, I was just curious because you were talking about, um, you were talking about all of the things that people can do now to make money. And it's interesting. I mean, one of the girls that I watch for her workout videos gets like 28, like almost 30 million views on her workout videos. And, you know, that is a lot of money. I mean, somebody who gets, um, let's say, 20,000 views per video, they post two videos a week for a month. They're sitting quite pretty. They're sitting quite pretty. Somebody who gets 30 million views for a workout video, they're like, they could go beat up Jeff Bezos and put him in a in a swirly, right? Like, like it's crazy. But, you know, like you said, anything is possible. So why are we scared of doing the things that we love and pursuing them to the point where they can be feasible, where we say, or, or if we don't want them to be, then they don't have to be. But, you know, like there's... Yeah, there's so much fear about just just doing things and loving them and openly liking to do stuff. Even just liking Absolutely. it, sometimes we're scared to do, right? Absolutely, and and I think that you know a lot of us are 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 still again like you came up, you grew up at least your first ten years or so in a time when it wasn't quite like that. But I think more more importantly, uh, like are we going to continue to teach our kids to be live a fear based love when when there's no evidence at all in the world that we live in, in North America, at least, that that makes any sense at all. Mm-hmm. You know, things are expanding so goddamn quick. Look at look at look at phones and computers and technology and this and that. Like, look at what's happened. Like you said, fitness in the fitness industry, everything. Yeah. It's like things are expanding so goddamn fast. How could you how could you have a, a kid and say, oh, I think you should focus on you know sacrificing you know i'm sure you'd love to get into music or i'm sure you'd love Mm -hmm. to do this but that's not the smart choice it's too risky like how could how could we teach our kids that now it would be so ludicrous Mm. i agree yeah but yeah 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 i mean i i'm not agreeing and saying that i've overcome fear (laughs) i'm agreeing (laughs) that like i agree with the i agree with the concept i agree that we have to move past it and that that has to start with these generations right now, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think a good uh, good question now is to ask Dad, do you have fear? <laughs> do, Father, really. do you have fear? I know you Not don't really. like heights. Yeah, but I mean, in the context of what we're talking about, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not, because we're, we're honestly, what's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> just you get a new opportunity. Like, and, and I think, uh, again, we've talked about this before, but COVID was a perfect example of that, right? Mm. The whole world could shut down. And all it really means is if you're open to it and you're not, you know, you're not um, immobilized by fear, all it means is you'll just, another a new opportunity will present itself. Yeah. Yeah, like it did went, for us, right? Yeah, I was just gonna say you went from personal training to I don't think you were working at all for a while, and then we were doing Goliath stuff, and then you went back to um, back to labor. 
construction. Yeah, construction. no, I, I well, no, actually, what had happened was I went from personal training on a on a Thursday night to being told I can't do that at all on a Friday morning mm. to an hour later getting a construction job. Oh wow! By, by running into somebody, like a, it was just a friend, like an old person I had worked with before, right? But he mm. he got me working again right away, like within a like not even an hour of being told I couldn't work construction, and then it just you know things just fell into place, and I did a bit of this, a bit of that, mm. and then I just fell back into construction while you and I had the opportunity to develop the podcast and move from past pain and. And basically a whole new business that I love, right? Yeah. So really. But again, I, I think that's kind of the life of the world we live in, right? One yeah. door closes, another one can open, you know. One setback just means there's an opportunity around the corner. I mean, there's too many possibilities right now, right? Yeah. And I do think we're also very fortunate to live in a place that is... Um, that does have all of those opportunities and you know there are still people living in in unfavorable conditions um but like in Canada we are very very fortunate and to not be taking advantage of how fortunate we are is definitely a shame because yeah I mean you can go from having a job on Thursday night to not having a job Friday morning to having a job by Friday evening (laughs) you know and I do think that that is possible everywhere but it's um more possible here i think like north america yeah 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 i think and that and i think we we preface that this whole conversation within north america right yeah right i I mean i realize that we're very lucky here right Mm -hmm. i mean there's other places in the world that are also amazing but absolutely but i don't really know a lot of other places i do know about north america though is a crazy place to to think too limited right but perhaps perhaps someday we we will be able to record those podcasts in those places i would like to record <laughs> a, a a holland podcast and we just go and we record a podcast and you know, hang out <laughs> in, in iceland and you know go to all these different different places yeah, <laughs> well, yeah the only thing for for us is uh it's like yeah yeah oh i'm definitely looking forward to that but it's hard for us to kind of like get away. Like we love here, right? So I was like, mm-hmm. well, let's go to Mexico. But then it's like, well, then we got to go. But obviously we want to, but it's hard to prioritize the time and this and that, right? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, one day we'll we'll do uh we'll do one in. I'm trying to think where where where's the number one place you would like to do like a podcast from off the top of your head. Hmm. I mean, specifically podcast. Um, um really. Well, good. it's just kind of what we're doing, right? Yeah. Work we're doing, right? Hmm. I mean, I think there's a lot of mental health type um, conferences and things like that in places like Switzerland and. I think that would be pretty cool or like Belgium to be in one of those places where there is a lot of mental health research 
going on, like a cool European place. We could have some espresso while we're, you know, talking about <clears throat> mental health. Oh yes, we were we were at this conference and we met the head of mental <laughs> mental crying and we talked for hours. It was wonderful. <laughs> going to swanky <laughs> mental health conferences. No. See, you're you and I are funny that way because you you like that mental health uh, edu- like research and education and, and stuff like that. Whereas I'm, I find it mildly interesting at times, like interesting at times, but uh, I prefer to just kind of, uh, you know, just use use my own observations. I trust my own observations more than I trust research. Mm. Well, and I think that that is one of the reasons why I have pursued mental health. So for those of you that don't know, I do have certification in psychology. And um, and the reason that I pursued certification. What are you laughing at? Because I want to throw I want to throw back Professor Professor Dr. Willow. Several issues ago, like where you call me Dr. Dr. Yeah, because you were like, oh, I did a semester of sociology. (laughs) So I know. I'm like, okay, I did do an actual course and I do have a certification (laughs) that says, but you know, whatever, Mr. Dr. Mr. Professor Sociology. No, please, please. I defer to you. <laughs> no, no, but uh, no, I, I'll just, I'll just rise on you. Continue though. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying the reason that I did that is because I know that that's not your focus, but I, I know that for some people it is interesting. For some people, the science does play a big part in their understanding. So if, and I don't have the life experience that you do. So if I can come at it from a scientific perspective and you can come at it from a real life perspective, then we've covered at least a couple bases between us, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I, yeah, like you said, I do find that interesting. I did grow up and live my, most of my life with mental illness, with, um, with a parent with a chronic brain injury and um, multiple parents with <laughs> brain injuries. <laughs> Let's be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know i've i've always been fascinated in it i've always been interested with psychology and and the mental health sphere um yeah we were just talking about living living your living your life without fear um i don't know that i have much else that i can contribute yeah i don't know really, i mean we always kind of talk about that to some extent but yeah it'd be mm-hmm. just nice if we if we just collectively decide that you know what we're not going to raise the next generation to live in fear because it's so it's so um um unnecessary really in yeah. North America at least right cool I agree I, I do agree pretty much close <laughs> close the book on that one that we we got our we got our question of the day out we covered the topic we talked about vacation spots i think we covered pretty much everything we, we don't need to record another podcast ever because we got it <laughs> but i okay, i think well, we got it yes yes thank you thank you for being here thank you for taking time out of your precious mexico uh <laughs> you know your hard work down there you know soaking up the soaking up the rays i appreciate it what time is it for you uh, uh, what time is it for me it's Getting close to 6 p.m. Oh, almost your bedtime. Jeez. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Well, thank you for making the time. And we'll be. Well, I should actually, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't exaggerate. It's actually 540. Right. I didn't want Um, to call the lie. 
almost did. We'll be seeing oh, you no. for a few more episodes uh, from Mexico. Is that right? At least like one, two, three, like three more episodes, I think, in Mexico. And then you're back. Sweet. Sweet. So look forward to happy sunshine, Ben. And then when he gets back, he'll be happy uh, snow, Ben. <laughs> he'll be all grumpy. I was away for two months in Mexico. <laughs> they have to come back over Christmas. Bye, humbug. I see my stupid daughter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Well, thank you for being here, and thank you, listeners, for joining us yet again. Uh, yes. You know how to reach us, but if not, you can find us on Instagram as Loving Goliath or on Facebook as the Goliath Foundation. You can reach us on email at the Goliath Foundation. No, <laughs> you can reach us on email as lovinggoliath at gmail.com. And you can find more information about the Goliath Foundation at thegoliathfoundation.com. That was better. (laughs) I should just pre-record our outro so I don't have to keep doing it every time. But uh, Yeah, I want to hear a little uh, robot uh, willow voice. (laughs) Thank you for watching Loving Goliath. (laughs) You may find us on Instagram, Facebook, email, and our website, the Goliath Foundation. Dot com. <laughs> our, our answering machine. <laughs> oh, pound for the next episode. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Well, I gotta go. <laughs> okay, I got to go too. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye, listeners. We'll catch you next time. Again. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>